When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, where I discuss practical, simple and scientifically backed ways to help you take back control of your mental health and life. Today we're going to talk about my daily routine and how I stay mentally and physically healthy while traveling and working really odd hours and also how jet lag can affect mental health and some tips to deal with jet lag. Just before we begin, I always like to start my podcast off with thanking all of you for tuning in each week, leaving reviews, subscribing and sharing episodes with friends and family. Your feedback is so encouraging. Also, Every time you leave a review or subscribe, you make this podcast jump up in rank, which helps more people discover it. Basically, you are helping more and more people learn how to take back control of their mental health. So thank you. I also love seeing your posts on social media. So keep sharing what you have learned and loved. Let's begin with my daily routine. So many of you have asked me how I incorporate my brain building routine and detoxing routine and all the things that I teach and how to stay mentally and physically healthy. So that's what I'm going to share with you now. The first thing I do when I wake up is drink coffee. And why I love to drink coffee is not only because it tastes amazing, but it does immediately, besides waking me up, boost my short-term memory and my ability to process information. So it really prepares me sort of intellectually for the day. It also has so, coffee also has so many benefits. I don't even have time to share all of those with you right now, but coffee, just a couple of them, coffee has over a thousand phytonutrients, of which we only understand somewhere around about a hundred, and every single one of them is good for you. Now, when I talk about drinking coffee and coffee being good for you, I'm talking about drinking black, fair trade, sustainable, farm-to-table, organic coffee. I don't put anything in my coffee. And if you do put something in your coffee, make sure that it follows the same principles of fair trade, sustainable, organic, etc. You could add things like coconut oil, MCT oil, organic cream. So those are some options. By the way, coffee is also one of nature's best antioxidants, which is so important for every part of your body, every cell of your body needs to control oxidation. And it also is a very good cancer fighter. So that's just a couple of benefits of coffee. While I'm drinking my coffee, that's when I check my phone for texts from my children. I always check, do mother duties. I always check to see that my four adult children, that everything's okay and fine. And while I'm drinking my coffee, I also check my mindsets. So when when I talk about mindsets, a mindset is basically a way of perceiving the world for the day. It's like an attitude. I have 15 different mindsets in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, that I've researched over the years. And what I really do is I use these mindsets to set my intention for the day, to get my mind into the right framework. 
And the, the reason I do this so intentionally and deliberately is that for years, I would wake up in the morning often feeling very flat. And it was often because I hadn't slept very well and obviously getting my sleeping under control it has helped tremendously. But I find that setting my mindsets in the morning, setting my intentions is outstanding in terms of helping me through the day. I always start with the expectation mindset. What do I expect for the day? I get excited. I also do the possibilities mindset where I have a kind of plan for the day, but I always remind myself that there's so many different ways that things could change and so many different ways that you could do things. So I keep myself prepared for, yes, my plan, but also my plan may change. So I keep myself open-minded. I also think about what I'm grateful for. Things like also, what am I letting go of today? I repeat to myself things like, no matter what happens today, I believe it's going to be a day where I'm going to learn something. I'm going to make every opportunity a learning opportunity. This checking my mindsets and setting my intentions, it's a little bit different every day, but that's more or less what I do. And I have found it invaluable in helping me shift my attitude, which then completely changes my neurophysiology and releases all kinds of great neurotransmitters, which I know are going to help me really learn and process and function at a high level during the course of the day. I then, while I'm still drinking my coffee, probably the second cup at this stage, I start doing some brain building. And the brain building is so important because your brain is literally structured to grow. And when I wake up in the morning, like you, Through the process of neurogenesis, there are thousands of new little baby neurons in my brain. So I find that doing anything from 30 minutes to two hours, depending on how much time I have and what what commitments I have, I do a brain building exercise. I what I do is I the the in the morning the routine is I look at some scientific research. That's normally the time when I look at the most current scientific research. I'll select one or two articles that grab my attention and that are related to what I'm currently focusing on in my research and my work. I read them very intentionally. I use my five steps, my five-step process, which is how based on the science of thought and how you build your brain. For the exact how to do the five steps, you can see my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. And while I'm doing applying those five steps, my overarching goal is to understand this information so well that I'd be able to actually teach it in a session or explain it to someone in a very, like I've got a handle on all the facts. So it's quite a strong goal, but it forces me to think very deeply. And this is very important for the brain because when you build the brain, you incorporate those new baby nerve cells. You also change how the brain is going to function the rest of the day, which means that your attention, your concentration, your ability to process information, your ability to remember, make good decisions, control stress, all of that is kind of prepped for the day. This is also a great way of building your self-confidence. And you don't have to read a science article. You can read whatever grabs your attention. It could even be a podcast that you love, that you love listening to on a regular basis. It could be a book that you're reading. Anything that you want, as long as it's intellectually challenging. The idea of brain building is to challenge yourself to understand, think through something deeply and understand and build memory. The next thing I do is I get up and I get ready. And while I'm getting ready, putting on my makeup and obviously showering and doing my hair and everything, that's when I do my brain detox. 
I'm always working on a brain detox. Every 21 days, I shift to another thought that I'm detoxing. And I do go through the five steps of the detox process, which are the same five steps you use for brain building, but you now use them for detoxing. I actually use my app and I do that for about 15 to 30 minutes, as long as it takes me to get ready. So the reason I do brain building first and then the detoxing is that the brain building has actually prepped my brain for learning. It's put me into a very positive frame of mind, as has the mindsets. So I'm in a very good state mentally and emotionally to handle the challenge of doing a detox, which is hard work emotionally. And that's why the detox is limited to 7 to 30 minutes max a day. I don't do more than that. And then I set my little active reach reminder in my app on my phone, um, the Switch app. I'm referring to the Switch app at the moment. And then that helps to remind me to practice, to be aware of practicing what I have been working on in my detox in the morning during the course of the day. Then what I do during the next thing that I do as a very, in a very deliberate way, is that every hour, and, I, and I, I mean, I'm not religious about this, but I really try and be aware that more or less every hour, I give myself a thinker moment, which is where literally for a couple of seconds, I just switch off to the external, switch on to the internal. I may close my eyes, I may stare into space, I may stare at my computer screen, I may just close my eyes, and I just let my mind wander and daydream for a few seconds. And this gives me my brain, the physical part of me, my brain and, and, and my body, but especially my brain, a chance just to rest. Our minds are much more powerful than our physical brain. And our minds are pushing this energy through the brain and the brain gets tired. So these little thinker moments really give your brain a good rest physically. I find if I don't do them, I start feeling a little bit on edge and even maybe have little feelings of slightly, you know, flat feelings, feeling a little bit flat. So I've learned to recognize if I'm feeling slightly edgy or slightly flat, just suddenly I know my brain is tired. And a thinker moment's a wonderful way to reboost that. Especially if you've hit a wall or you find you can't focus or things are just feeling like there's just, it's just too much going on. These are amazing. The thinker moment is an amazing tool and technique to help you just reboost your brain. The next part of my daily routine is to fit in exercise when possible each day, even if it's just running up and down. I make a point if I'm at home, which I'm not very often, but I have lots of stairs in my house. I always run up and down the stairs. I do everything vigorously. I try and stand as much as I can. I don't move around slowly. I move around fast. I also try and fit in routine workouts at the gym or Orange Theory or um, in my sauna, I have a special routine. So I always daily fit in exercise. Five to 15 minutes a day will completely change how you feel mentally and physically. There's so much research that I'm sure you've read showing, talking about the importance of exercise to prevent dementia and to improve cognition and to improve physical health. And there's so many great free exercise videos on YouTube that you could use to help you. I have a sauna I have an infrared sauna. Um, I actually have the sunlight and infrared sauna and at my house. And I sauna every single day when I'm at home. And when I'm traveling, I find saunas in the gym and I sauna as much as possible. And the reason I sauna is it's a fantastic way of unwinding. It's a fantastic way of rebooting the brain. 
It helps the immune system. It detoxes the brain and the body. It's excellent for the cardiovascular system. And the reason I love my infrared sauna is because you get a lot of, you have what we call fat around the internal organs of your body, and that's where toxins tend to accumulate. And a sauna will help to pull those toxins out. What do I do in the sauna? Sometimes I work in the sauna for a little bit. Sometimes I have a stretch routine that I do in the sauna. But very often and most of the time, um, I try to break my sauna routine into one where I do maybe a little bit of a stretch, a little bit of work, but then I always take time to relax. And either I just close my eyes and listen to a podcast, or maybe I'll watch something on TV and just do like one of my favorite movies and just relax. I sauna for anything from 30 minutes to about an hour and 15 minutes. The next thing I do is I make self-regulation a huge part of my life. Everything I do is about mind management and self-regulation is the ability to watch yourself, literally to think about your thinking, but to watch yourself thinking about your thinking, to watch what you're saying, to watch the impact you're having on others. And I make this an every moment thing. As a neuroscientist, I've seen from the research that we're actually able to do this self-regulation thing when we're consciously awake, literally constantly. So how do you do self-regulation? It's a conscious and deliberate awareness of yourself. Like right now, as I'm talking, I'm literally watching myself talk. I'm aware of how I'm I'm sounding, of the impact I'm going to have on you. If I was directly having a conversation with people, like maybe my husband or one of my children, I would be watching their facial expressions to see that I'm not saying something that's maybe offending or hurting or are they understanding? Am I tuning in? i watch my tone. I watch how I'm putting my words together. This is not easy. It's something I've trained myself to do, but it has changed my life. It is. It improves your intellect because you've got to really work hard to do this. It will improve your relationships. It improves daily as well. The more you do it, the easier it becomes and the more controlled you become. I found that it stopped my overreacting. I mean, I do overreact. I can catch it quickly and say sorry and move on. Another thing is bedtime, I have a routine. um, And what I do is I love to have a long hot bath before I go to bed. There's many reasons why a hot bath is good. Great for for relaxing the body and preparing yourself for sleep. When I'm lying in the bath, that's often when I maybe watch a little bit of TV, uh, listen to a podcast, read, chat to my kids. I do things that are relaxing that I love to do. So having that hot bath is very relaxing. And as you get out the bath and, you, and the temperature changes, that hot to cold helps you to sleep. It helps your body to prepare for sleep. I also make sure that I turn all the lights down in my bathroom and in my bedroom so that it starts getting the, increasing melatonin, dropping the cortisol. I make my room very friendly for sleep. I'll have nice smelling candles. If it's cold, I'll put the fire on. I do whatever I can to make it as cozy as possible. And then I, um, then when I get into bed, I will read. I don't force myself to sleep. I'll read or maybe watch a little bit of a movie or listen to a podcast, anything just to keep my mind relaxed. I never force myself to sleep. As soon as I feel tired, that's when I turn off the light and I go to sleep. If I find that I suddenly wake up with panicky about something with an adrenaline rush. Um, I don't try and force myself to go back to sleep. I don't allow myself to stay in a panic attack state or with adrenaline rushing. I sit up immediately in the dark 
and do some deep breathing. Normally four counts in, hold for seven, out for 11. I'll do that a few times and if I'm calm enough, I'll go back to sleep. If not, I just I shift my mindset and say, oh, this is great. I get excited and then I say, oh, this is a chance to finish some work I needed to finish or read a, finish reading a book and I will do something until I fall, get sleepy. I do not let myself get worked up and anxious and worried because worrying about not sleeping is going to be worse for you than not sleeping. I also, if there's a list of things that actually woke me up and worried me, I will pick up my phone and I'll type it into my to-do list. And as soon as I've typed that in and I tell myself, okay, I've got that, this is the list, this is more or less a plan of action, I'm immediately calmer. That very often is all I need to do to fall back asleep. But I never let myself get fearful. And I'm telling you this because I used to get very anxious about not sleeping. And now I sleep so well. And if there are nights that I don't sleep well, I don't even worry about it because I know that my body will recover. Before we get into how I manage my mental and physical health while traveling, I want to take a quick pause to thank our sponsors. One of my favorite travel hacks and one I always recommend is compression socks. My favorite brand is Comrade Socks. Comrade Socks were great for preventing swelling for more comfortable travel, which is so important for me since I travel so much. Wearing compression socks during any length of flight helps keep your blood circulating. Not only will this help you combat jet lag and fatigue, but studies show that this reduces serious health risks such as blood clots. Comrade socks are also great for helping speed up muscle recovery after workouts and so much more. I have been wearing Comrade socks for a while now and I love them. They're extremely comfortable thanks to a padded toe and heel cushion and slide-free cuffs that keep socks up all day. I love wearing my socks while traveling, walking with my children, while sitting at my desk doing research and podcasting whenever I can. They come in a range of colors and styles that have the look of a casual sock and are a great gift idea for yourself and for others. And right now, my listeners can get 20% off with the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. Just go to www.comradesocks.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. Another one of my travel hacks to keep my body and mind healthy is bone broth. A healthy gut is key to optimal mental and physical health. And one of the best ways to boost your gut health is through bone broth. My favorite brand is Kettle and Fire because they come in a variety of delicious flavors and are super easy to travel with in a check suitcase. My personal favorite flavors are the ginger turmeric and the keto spicy cauliflower soup. Kettle and Fire Bone Broth are certified gluten-free, Whole30 approved, keto-friendly, made with the best ingredients and packed with collagen and so many other amazing nutrients. And just for my listeners, Kettle and Fire is offering 15% off your entire order when you go to kettleandfire.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, back to today's episode. Here are some travel tips that work for me. I really need travel tips and have developed them from experience because I travel extensively. Up to 70% of the month I am in and out of planes, in and out of hotels and in different time zones. And that's including in the United States and all around the world. So one of the first things that I do is I mentally prepare before 
I get my schedule and if I know that I'm going to be flying 24 hours with two stops and I'm going to be three hours in one airport and whatever, I prepare for that. I prepare mentally. So my whole mind and my whole body changes and is prepared for it. So when you're prepared and you get into that situation where you have to sit in a in an airport for long or you're sitting on a plane for a long time, the mental preparation has changed the way that the body responds. And so there's mentally less frustration, which is very important because frustration is tremendously stressful on the body. And also physically, my body is ready for this. So it's stronger, it's more resilient. I've activated resilience in my body. So I also mentally tell myself that this is a fantastic chance for me to build my brain, which means I can catch up on my research, I can do work for my books. And it's also great to build relationships. It's where my husband and I, Mac, who travels with me everywhere, we have great discussions. We use the time for really interacting, catching up with each other, talking about the business. We have a lot of fun. We have turned what could be a very tedious, frustrating experience into a very fun experience just by a lot of mental prep. The second thing I do is I keep moving. I stretch. So while lying down, while sitting, I stretch. I do core while lying down. I walk as much as I can while I'm awake, up and down the aisle, and I use compression socks. The third thing I do is I eat I either fast or depending on the length of the flight, I eat very, very little. Our digestive systems are already compromised flying. So if you're eating too much, it's really too much strain on your body. I do travel with snacks just in case. And the snacks that I use are organic pasture-raised biltong, which is like jerky. I use smart sweets, kale chips, healthy organic keto protein bars, organic granola, cheese crisps, everything that's real food. Another thing is when I do eat on a plane, I eat small amounts and I eat very, very slowly because of the compromised digestive system. And I also take extra probiotics when I'm on the plane. Another tip that I use is to protect my physical health is I use orange essential oil under my nose and I keep, I keep on replenishing that. It does help a lot with, there's someone, there's always someone coughing and sneezing and there's always all kinds of germs in a plane as we know. And I find that this has been excellent in helping to stop those little coughs and flus and things that it's so easy to pick up in a plane. In terms of my skin, what I do is I frequently will use a, a very hydrating mist. I put the mist on first. Here's the sequence. I put the mist on first. Then I put a hydration serum like a hyaluronic acid next. Thirdly, I put a moisturizing cream on. And fourthly, I put an oil on top, something like rosehip or marula oil or coconut. I don't keep hydrating with mist and don't do that because it actually increases your dehydration. So very quickly, it's mist, then hydration serum, then moisturizing cream, and then an oil. I travel in sneakers. I used to travel in heels and it exhausted me. Since I've traveled in sneakers, it's made a massive difference to how, I, how exhausted I actually feel when I arrive at my destination. When your feet are tired, your whole body becomes much tireder than you actually realize. If, I'm, if it's an overnight flight, I always take off my shoes and make sure I put my compression socks on when I'm sleeping. As soon as I arrive at my destination, I try and get into fresh air as soon as possible. Even if it's freezing cold and snowing, I will try and get some fresh air in to get some oxygen to start helping with that detoxification process. 
these being being in a in an airplane and airports for long periods of time, it's very important that you start breathing in fresh air. As soon as I can, I take my shoes off and I ground myself. You have a lot of electrical changes that occur when you in in your body and in your cells of your body and your brain when you when you're flying. And by um, and they're kind of disruptive, and it can make you that contributes to jet lag. So as soon as you take your shoes off and you and you walk barefoot, you're really grounding yourself, and preferably to try and get onto grass and sand, and that kind of earths you. It kind of takes a lot of that excess electrical activity that you've picked up traveling out of you, and it goes into the ground, and that helps a lot with jet lag. The other thing is, I, as soon as I get to the hotel, I will do a workout and a sauna as soon as possible. It also depends on how tired I am. If it's been a long flight and I haven't slept much, then and I feel like I need to sleep first, I go with what my body tells me. I don't force myself to stay awake. If I am exhausted, I will have a shower and I'll sleep as much as I need. I let my body wake up naturally. But as soon as I wake up, I'll do a workout and sauna as soon as possible. Workout to obviously get out that excess energy, the toxins, sauna to get out the toxins. Saunas also help tremendously with resetting the internal clock of your body. I eat the local foods to boost my immune system and to help with brain adapt, just to help my body to adapt to the environment. Local foods have got an obviously local, organic, sustainable farm to table, real foods. I they are very important to eat the local because it's going to help your immune system boost and it's going to help your body adapt because whatever foods are grown locally have a lot of what you need to be able to cope with the temperature, the environment, the climate, etc. in that particular area. So it's a great way of giving up your immune system a boost. In terms of eating, if it's for example a conference that I'm going to, we always let people know up front that we how we eat. So I don't um I don't eat before if I'm going on stage for example or doing a talk or going on TV, I don't eat before. I do let people know that I do a lot of fasting, that I don't talk before. I don't eat late at night. Um, I'm very aw- very deliberate about making sure that I'm not eating at the wrong times for my body and I also do a lot of fasting when I'm traveling. Um, and I also make people aware that I eat farm to table and organic. So I just always have make, you know, with the people that I'm going to be with that they're aware of how I eat. And it's a great learning experience, opportunity for me to share with people. When I get to a hotel or a different area that I'm in, I always scope out where the gym is in the hotel, but I also look for things like Orange Theory and I look for healthy restaurants because there's always suggestions for the people that we with to go for dinners and things. So I make sure that we know where the healthy restaurants are. I drink water with electrolytes and I normally use, I like to use LMNT or Ultima and they're great because they come in convenient travel packets. We need to constantly replenish electrolytes when you're traveling. Another one of my favorite things that I never travel without is peak tea and I use the black fermented pure tea. It's fantastic for digestion um, and I drink that constantly on the plane. I drink that tea all the time, but I found it really good for detoxing and for just re-energizing and for putting in for probiotics for digestive health and so on. One thing I don't do, and I really recommend this, don't stress about being on a strict routine. There's so much advice out there about how to, and you must stay awake if you're in a different time zone and try and get into that routine and try or whatever. There's, there's like so many different pieces of advice. You need to find what works for you, number one. Number two, if you can't stay on a strict routine and it's stressing you, that stress is worse than the routine shifting. That's why all the tips I've already given you 
can help your body adjust and then you'll get into routine quickly. I have found doing all these things that it takes me honestly a few hours and I'm in back into, I can feel the rhythm of my body has adapted. I've trained my body through these, the tips that I've given you to really adapt very quickly to different time routines and not to strain my body. So I listen to my body and I make stress work for me and not against me. For those of you that fear flying or have a bit of anxiety around flying, here's a couple of things you can do. CBD oil's great. Have a glass of wine, maybe. Um, take GABA, magnesium, melatonin, which will help you. Sleep. Magnesium and melatonin, will, all of those will help you sleep. You can do meditation. You can do deep breathing. On my Switch app, I do have meditations and deep breathing to help you as well. And you can also focus your brain by doing some brain building and some detoxing. One last note before we wrap up. Always consult with a physician. Do appropriate lab tests. Take all advice with a grain of salt as everyone is so different and our bodies are so different. Always try to educate yourself and constantly learn, safely test and find a plan that works for you. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.